River Radio. Spread the word. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the River Radio Let's Talk Business show with me, Sophie Comas. I hope that you're having a good week and enjoying that beautiful sunshine out there. On today's show, I'm delighted to welcome River Radio's Mark Cooper from Star Ship It, a shipping delivery e-commerce automation company. We'll get some more clarification on that shortly. But essentially... Mark's business helps businesses to achieve a faster, smarter and more efficient way of sending items. On today's show, we're going to be finding out a little bit more about Mark, learning more about the organisation Starship It, debating and discussing some of the challenges faced in the small business sector today. Plus, we've also got some great music and a good book choice for you. So, Mark, good afternoon and welcome. Good afternoon. Nice to be here. Thank you for inviting me along. It's good to have you. I bet it's slightly strange being on the other side of the mic this afternoon. It is. Yeah, it is. It is. It's quite nice. Um, yeah, I'm a bit nervous, actually. I don't normally get nervous about these sorts of things, but yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> but you've made me feel very welcome, so thank you. Excellent. Oh, no, it's good to have you. It's good to have you. So, Mark, perhaps um, why don't we start by telling the listeners a little bit more about Starship It, about what they do, where you're based, all of that kind of good stuff. Yeah, so Starship It, we are a, um, a software company, um, what's classed as a SaaS company, software as uh as a service mm-hmm. so people subscribe to, to to starship it and and our problem or the problem that we are fixing is the automation piece so if i can kind of describe it it's very difficult to describe it on the radio because <laughs> i'm using my hands and gesticulating quite a yeah, lot yeah that's good I'll, I'll get the benefit of that but the listeners not so much <laughs> um, what, what normally happens is if if, if um, a retailer is wanting to send um, their items out Mm. Once they've uh, made their beautiful website, somebody goes in, they they they, they purchase something. Yeah, could be some clothing or something. They put the jeans into their shopping cart. What happens behind the scenes is that the retailers set up like a marketplace or yep. a uh, an online kind of store um, that manages all of their orders. It could be a Shopify, a Magento, a WooCommerce, Etsy, Amazon, eBay, etc. What they would normally have to do is go into those um, marketplaces, create their order, yeah. and then say, well, we want to send it um, next day or in two days through Royal Mail or DPD or DHL Express or yeah. UPS. That's a whole load of manual work to do. Mm. What Starship It does, we sit in between that situation, yeah. bring all of the orders in to one place and allow the customer to then... Um, sorry, the retailer to then send out those items to all of those different destinations through all of those different carriers from all of those different platforms and then update those platforms. So we're doing a whole bunch of really, really cool stuff very, very quickly and taking away all of the manual processes. Excellent. So you're really kind of helping helping the, the kind of the business and the seller to be much more time efficient, yep. to take away all of that admin um, and things, aren't yep. you? takes away all of the manual processes and allows them to concentrate on growing their business, um, you know, doing the, 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 the marketing side of things, you know, up upping their, um, uh, you know, doing the networking and all of that kind of good stuff. Excellent. And with, with manual processing, it's really painful. And we've seen it firsthand when we go out and we visit customers who have got, uh, you know, a, a big operation that they're doing a lot of manual processes with. Mm. Um, 
you know, it's very um, satisfying to see Starship it making all of this stuff really, really easy for retailers. Oh, that's brilliant. Oh, that's brilliant. So what's what's the story? We're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about your kind of journey, I suppose, in just a moment. But um, what's the story behind Starship It and the setup? What what kind of triggered it, I guess? Yeah, so, so we're actually um, a Kiwi company. So our, our okay. HQ is in New Zealand, mm. in Auckland. Yeah. Um, back in 2014, George Plummer, our CEO, uh, was working with uh, a colleague and, and they had an e-commerce business mm. uh, and it was precisely what I, what I just described so George was having to, to log in to a bunch of different systems create those orders log into a bunch of different courier uh, platforms to process those orders and print a label mm. um, and George is a coder by by uh, you know developer by trade so yeah. he wrote a really cool bit of code mm. that automated that process yeah and starship it was born yeah um so the company has developed really from 2014 to now we have around about eighteen thousand customers globally oh wow so yeah so there's a lot of uh you know fantastic um customers from you know uh, clothing through to health and beauty mm. um pretty much every kind of sector that that, that has an e-commerce requirement yeah um is, is sort of catered for within within the starship it um you know customer base and we kicked off the UK side of the business in June 2019. So I joined, yeah. I was the, the first UK member of staff yeah. in June 2019. So I've been sort of leading the charge and flying the flag. Um, beginning of this year, we had two very fine young men join the sales team, uh, which has sort of uh, freed me up to do a lot more concentrating on the, on the partnerships and the sales Excellent. side of things. But, uh, yeah, we've got around about 50 people who work for the organisation, uh, but our HQ is over in Auckland, yeah. with offices in, uh, obviously, the UK and also Australia as well. So, Excellent. Um, so is it just those three locations that you've got? At the moment, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we are in the process of world domination, so it uh, <laughs> takes, a, takes a little while, but we're, we're, we're seeing some, some really encouraging growth. Um, and, yeah, especially sort of, uh, post-pandemic we're, we're seeing things beginning to to kind of get back to some sort of normality I mean there are huge some huge challenges which I think we're going to go on to talk about sure um, but you know we're, we're in a really good place and we excellent. are uh, working with some fantastic companies and, and and wonderful partners excellent that's always really encouraging to hear I think after the experiences of the last two years to actually hear some really positive news stories is always really good to, you know it's really really encouraging to hear so that's awesome Definitely. so where where's kind of next on your hit list is, are you allowed to kind of share where, where you might be expanding out to next or? yeah yeah so we're, we're actually looking at the us so um okay. you know one of our sort of um our usps if you like is is the fact that we've got some really strong integrations with um some very very good um uh carriers and integrators so yeah. uh, dhl express for example yeah. um we are dhl express's technology partner so what that means yeah what that means that's really good yeah yeah, for us globally is that anybody who signs up for a dhl express account gets a version of starship it um called dhl express commerce yeah and that's a dhl centric system Mm. but what we find is that a lot of dhl customers don't just use dhl sorry dhl (laughs) um, but they use royal mail Mm. they might want to use um Hermes, which is now branded, rebranded yeah, as Every. Yeah. We were EV- just talking about that yeah. before coming on air. Yeah. <laughs> EVRI. Um, and they might even want to use, you know, um, DPD or, or uh, UPS. So um, 
our platform is, uh, you know, multi, um, it connects to multiple uh, carriers. So, yeah. And that's good if you've got those partnerships already in place yeah, in Australia, so, New Zealand and here, then to roll out just to the US. I mean, okay, you might have the local postal service, which might be an addition. Yeah, but if they, their systems are already integrated and talking to one another, that's that's got to be an easy way to then just build and take over the world <laughs> definitely and you know what we found is, is that we do get a lot of inquiries from from the US mm. um, so you know the next kind of um, sort of natural progression is is to look at t- t- the USA and, and you know look at that market but you know the pandemic kind of knocked everybody sideways a little bit so we're kind of gaining more momentum we've got FedEx coming on in the next few weeks as well which That's will give fantastic. us a little more, bit more of a window the usps the postal service for the us yeah. as well so there's some really exciting things happening yeah. on the roadmap for for, for starship it and Definitely. um so that's going to put us right in the mix yeah. and um, i guess also with um what we've seen as a result of the pandemic as well is obviously there's been a massive jump that was probably coming anyway but a massive jump to move to a more technologically focused way of of being so shopping now is yep. you know it, it's much much easier it's just something which you do much more easily and readily with you know um, Amazon and, and mm. all of those kind of guys so yeah you know you're, you're perfectly placed I guess to be able to, to yeah definitely and the, you know there's there's the automation there's the, the sustainability aspect of it as well mm. is that that comes up an awful lot yeah when we're talking to uh, to new customers they, they're very aware of their carbon footprint and how uh, you know printing airway bills and printing customs documentations that, that that's just you know that's the thing of the past now mm. you, you know automation is is key um in in you know stepping close to that 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 more sustainable way of working and yeah. you know and, and that whole global network is you know it's a challenge yeah. it's a real challenge Definitely. but we're, we're, we're very lucky to be in the space we are and and just to sort of very quickly touch on our sister company mm. is a company called better packaging okay um and they have developed a very um unique uh, compostable uh bag uh, called plastic plastic is called it's not plastic plastic yeah. um and these sustainable bags are you know hugely popular over in asia pacific mm-hmm. and you know a lot of the retailers who use starship over in that part of the world yeah. have the better packaging uh, product so you know we, we've also done a few um gigs <laughs> with better packaging at the internet retailing expo last year and uh you know they're very much part of our conversation when we're when we're talking to retailers Excellent. and stuff yeah. no I, I know we're going to come on to talk about sustainability so mm. i think that's really something that many consumers and businesses as we move forward will, will have in the forefront of their minds so that's great to hear that that you're thinking about that what what kind of size customers do you work with i mean it sounds like obviously you, you can very much accommodate global um p- customers and clients but do you also work for smaller um, yeah, we do. People as well. Yeah, one of the, I, I, one of the first customers that I um, sold Starship it to was actually a, a, a company called Nature's Forage, and they provide um, hay for small animals. Ah. So we we have seen them grow uh, from you know twenty thirty parcels uh, a week to mm. you know having a container load wow. of stock going out from their their um, facility down in Gloucester. That's fabulous. It's lovely seeing those sort of stories, yeah, isn't it? As and it, that is grow. that it makes it so exciting. And you know, the guys who who work for that organisation, you know, their team's grown, and you know, That's they were brilliant. one of the first people. So we we see this all the time, and and, and getting to work with those young companies mm. and helping them to scale. Uh, you know, also having connections with so many other parts of the ecosystem. 
um, just helps us really support those smaller businesses and, and you know, to, to recommend a warehouse management system or an inventory management system all of those kind of things come up in conversation yeah. and you know we're very lucky we've got so many what about 50 integrations mm. within starship it and it's not just the marketplaces and the platforms it's those warehouse management systems or wms's we call them i'll try not to use any three-letter acronyms um, <laughs> all right i'll i'll i'll, I'll double check yeah so you know so we, we we've uh, you know we can recommend working with a a company like Unleashed or Deer Systems or Bright Pearl or NetSuite, you know, whichever um, stage of the, the growth that company is in, mm. um, you know, we've got some fantastic partners that we can recommend Excellent. and that we work closely with who we've got integrations with. Brilliant. That sounds great. So what what's the best part of your job? What do you enjoy most? Well, crumbs. I have to say working with Michael and Tom um, because they're good guys. <laughs> but no, I, I, I think working for a global organisation is, is exciting um, it was tough through the pandemic because yeah. you know it, you 're quite isolated and mm-hmm. you know sometimes when you 're going through it it 's nice to have your team kind of close at hand definitely but I guess being kind of responsible for growth mm. you know reasonably alone yeah. it 's been exciting to see how the business is beginning now to you know seeing the fruits of of, of the last sort of three years yeah um, so i I enjoy seeing seeing the growth I enjoy showing people how the software works yeah. and solving those little problems for people. Excellent. Uh, but the most fun part of my job is the networking aspect mm. um, and, you know, getting out there and talking about it and evangelising and meet, meeting our partners and socialising with them. And, uh, you know, a lot of the relationships we make mm. are through those that, that those networking events and, and, you know, those events Definitely. that we do and exhibitions and whatnot. Yeah. Excellent. That sounds great. And I guess on the reverse, what's the bit you like least? Uh, admin <laughs> yeah having to kind of because I'm, I'm a sales guy at heart so you know I'll have lots of conversations with people and we'll have we'll go off on tangents and I'm really rubbish look you can see here I just make notes <laughs> I've got tons of these books and they've got all of the the kind of conversations that I've had <laughs> with customers and I'm really rubbish at you know transferring that information into our, uh, our systems yeah. for, for the team to sort of see what we're up to. But, yeah, uh, right. yeah that's one, one challenge I don't yeah, like. I, I don't think you're alone in that <laughs> at all. So, um, well, thanks so much for introducing us to Starship It. I'm sure we'll, we'll talk more about, um, about the organisation shortly, but we're going to play, play a track now that you've chosen for us this afternoon. Um, a slightly different track, I have to confess. I hadn't heard it before, but really enjoyed it when I listened to it. So um, I think it was Nothing to Lose Your Head by the Augustines. That's it, so, Nothing to Lose But Your Head by yeah. the Augustines, yeah. Excellent. So is there a story behind, behind Yeah, this? so I worked for another Kiwi company around sort of, the, sort of mid-2000s. And uh, we, one of the guys I work with was an Aussie guy, Mike. Uh, Michael O'Reilly, Mo we used to call him. And he always used to play the Augustines in the office. Mm. And he said, oh, if we can get to go and see these guys, would, would everybody be up for it? And we did. We, 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 he managed to get some tickets. And we went out and did a team event. And it was probably, I've seen them twice now, and probably the best gig I've ever been to in my life. And I've never oh, seen wow. grown men crying <laughs> in, in the audience. And we were there together with all these people. It was almost like having... Um, acid house all over again in 1988 <laughs> when everybody was like dancing together and we yeah. all thought we found the meaning of life but these guys uh, they're just amazing they're not together anymore but I really implore you if you like honest decent rock and roll 
check the Augustines out. Excellent. Well, I've, I think I'm going to have to do that because, as I mentioned to you before we came on air, I went to see Queen last night. So yes. definitely, definitely <laughs> enjoy that sort of music. So um, here we go. We've got Nothing to Lose But Your Head by the Augustines. Enjoy.
Hello and welcome back. You're listening to Sophie Comas on the River Radio Let's Talk Business show. Thank you for listening in this afternoon. Today we're joined by Mark Cooper from Starship It. So far we've heard more about the business, who they are and what they do. Don't forget if you have missed part of today's show, you can listen again on Catch Up via the website, river.radio or as a podcast via all of the usual places. And of course if you do want to get in touch about any of the discussions we're having on the show today, please drop me an email to sophie at river.radio. So Mark, welcome back. Hello. <laughs> so this part of the show, we started to ask our guests a bit of a quick fire round so we get the so the <laughs> listeners get to learn a little bit more about you. Um, I know that some of our listeners will obviously know you really well from your Friday night show. But yeah, we'll, we'll come on hopefully. To talk a bit. <laughs> we'll talk a bit more about that shortly. But um, yeah, so this, um, don't worry, it's not scary for the listeners. You can't see Mark's face. It's looking slightly panicked around this point. So are you ready for our quick fire round? Yes, yeah, go for it. Okay, so do you like Marmite or peanut butter? Marmite. Beer or wine? Wine. Schweppes or fever tree? Schweppes. Football or rugby? Football. Tennis or cricket? Cricket. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Lemon or lime? Lime. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Beach or city holidays? Beach. Milk chocolate or dark chocolate? Milk. And do you have a favourite city? Um, Gosh, London. Ah, excellent. Had all sorts of answers to that question, from Madrid to Barcelona, but good old London. Good old excellent. London. Love yeah. it. Um, and would, how would you describe yourself in three words? Uh, neurotic. Yeah. <laughs> okay. An evangelist and a networking person. Excellent. Or so networker. like a connector. A connector. Yeah. yeah. So an evangelist, you mean that you're just really passionate about your business and what you do? Yeah, I love, you love. I love telling people stuff. That, that sometimes they don't need, yeah. but they'll love. Yeah. Um, and from a business perspective, yeah, I, I, if, if, I, if I believe in something, like, a, like a, I believe in my, you know, my company that I work mm. for, then, yeah, I do not have a problem telling people how wonderful it is. Excellent. I love that. My, d- my dad was a salesman, and he always said it's really hard to sell something you don't believe in. Totally. So, yeah, totally. yeah You get found get out that. really quickly. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Because you, you need that passion and that sparkle to come through, don't you? Definitely. And last question, if you had a superpower, what would it be? I think it would be invisibility. <laughs> okay. Because I'd like to sneak up on people and find out what they really think. <laughs> Excellent. So really inquisitive as well. We could add that as another word. Yeah, because you can find out all sorts of stuff, couldn't you, and have yeah. good conversations with people. Yeah. Stuff yeah. maybe that you might not want to know, but exactly. yes, or stuff that you might, I don't know, but yeah. yes. <laughs> Excellent. So about this time in the show, we also like to share a business book with our listeners or a podcast. Um, so... I think you've got a book recommendation for us today. I um, do, do I do. Do you want to tell us a bit more about it? Yeah, so I, I probably shouldn't say this, but I do listen to LBC quite a lot. <gasps> I'm not sure that you should. <laughs> <laughs> and um, one of the, 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 the DJs um, that I, I kind of gravitate towards is James O'Brien. Mm-hmm. And he does the show at 10 o'clock on a, uh, a weekday. Yep. And especially going through the whole Brexit debacle, I was worried uh, mm. because I voted a certain way. Uh, you know, I voted to remain. Um, and one of the big challenges was trying to convince people why I voted remain and, and what would happen if if we left mm. and what would be, you know, the, 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 the really positive um, outcomes of us leaving the single market. Mm. And um, James O'Brien wrote a book. He's actually written two books, but it's called How to Be Right. Mm-hmm. 
and it's almost like an apologetics book mm. and it, it it actually analyzes the conversations that he's had with some listeners yeah about brexit about um you know the lgbtq yeah. Um, things, uh, racism, mm-hmm. you know, all of the things that, that are contentious issues people have opinions on. Mm. And it's his way of kind of pressing people and, okay, you wanted to leave the European Union, why? And people would say, oh, because we're going to get our laws back. Mm. Oh, great, you know, what laws are they? You know, mm. and no one could answer. And we're going to get our country back. Our country back from what? Oh, well, you know, we're going to have our own way to do things. So, so what can't we do at the moment then that we're going to be able to do when we leave the European Union? Those kind of questions. Yeah. And he goes right into the detail of some of the callers that he's had and how to kind of answer those types of questions. An absolutely fascinating read. And, mm. and he, the follow up is called How to Be Wrong. So oh, it's almost well, I guess like that's the, the one side of the coin and then the other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it, it, you know, I've, I've listened to LBC for 10 years plus. And, you know, he, he does all the uh, – a, a fantastic show and a mm. really good way of being able to, to question. And also just to kind of bring that into a business context as well, Yeah, I've learned a lot from him on how to, to talk to customers and okay. to challenge customers yeah. on why they want to do things in a certain way. Mm. So, you know, I try and bring that, that into my, my thinking as well when I'm qualifying – um, a, a new customer, a new partner, you know, a, a new agency or whoever I'm talking to. Yeah. Um, he's got some very good skills. Excellent. Well, that's good. So I think in that kind of conversation, relationship building piece, it sounds like there's some useful, useful different approaches perhaps and different perspectives on things. Totally. Yeah, totally. And, it, you know, and it's, it's not the kind of book I would normally read. Um, you know, I, I do like a horror novel. <laughs> um, but, you know, he, he, he has just completely captured my mind and, you know, and he speaks the truth. Mm. And, you know, whether or not you, you like his, his, his way, I, I've, I've sanity checked him. I've, I've done my due diligence on him. And, and yeah, he's a good guy. He's yeah. one of the good ones. Excellent. Oh, that's good. Oh, so I, I tell you what, I'm building a really long list of books to read with all of the recommendations yeah, that keep I bet. coming in. I love it. Um, so yeah, I'll definitely, definitely check that one out. And you bought a copy in, so I might have a sneak preview before yeah, you, before you definitely. leave today. So um, thank you for that. Thank you for sharing that that with us. So we've obviously talked a bit about Starship It um, and kind of the kind of things that you do and how you um, how you help your customers. But um, what's your background? What's your kind of career path, if you like to get to here? So yeah, so I, I worked, um, I, I come from right back in the early days of the motor trade so I worked as a used car salesman mm-hmm. for a new car salesman I, I, I sold timeshare for a while as well so I've done all the dodgy things <laughs> um, and then I, I kind of got into uh, to DHL in the early 90s I worked okay. for DHL for a number yeah. of years and and my kind of career logistics type fulfillment type experience um, grew from there really I worked um, a couple of other uh, career companies, Flight Logistics and GEM uh, worldwide. And then as fuel surcharges started to rise and everything sort of started to change, it became quite difficult to, to hmm. sell, uh, you know, that those kind of services. And I ended up drifting into software and yeah. worked for a company called Streamtime for about seven years. Yeah. And they kind of opened my eyes to uh, the whole agency side of 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 life and Mm. and all the different types of agencies there are like advertising media publishing creative um and the software that i sold was project management software so i i kind of got really immersed in the agency 
kind of life and you know I I love the fact you didn't have to wear a suit I know I I had this real corporate kind of background from the DHL days and stuff um so it was really refreshing to to kind of see the creativity in these Mm. places and being sort of a fairly creative person I like to think myself um it was if I felt very at home in in you know talking to those types of people sure and it really kind of gave me the, the, the kind of flavour. And it was just as e-commerce was beginning to kind of bubble mm. and become really a thing. <clears throat> you know, Amazon was kind of kicking off and, you know, we were, all, yeah. we were all very aware that, you know, agencies were building websites for customers and customers were, you know, having lots of challenges within all of the different kind of areas of, of not just, you know, e-commerce, but all of the other things that a customer has or a retailer has to do when you know they've set up a brand and they're trying to support that brand and you know how can they engage with customers better you know there's a there's usually a software that does that or a software that does that so yeah definitely the technology I think that's evolved really can help you know to to your point that you made earlier that you don't like the admin piece actually a lot of this software really takes some of that stuff away so yeah yeah, no it's been brilliant to to watch that and actually benefit from it some myself as well of course yeah well we all we all use you know in sales if you use a a client relationship management or crm Mm. software then you'll know um, there, there are some that do it really well and there's some that aren't so great. But then you've got finance packages that, you know, like Sage, it used to be really manual. Now, you know, you can use something like Zero, yeah. which is a Zero, really cool. Zero's been a lifesaver. I use Zero. It's amazing. amazing. Yeah, it is yeah. amazing. And, you know, so all of these kind of technologies were kind of evolving. I mean, a lot of them come out of stuff um, from... Uh, from Auckland, from from New Zealand, okay. which is quite exciting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that kind of began my sort of journey into software, and then I worked for Netsuite, mm. which later got acquired by Oracle. Yeah. So that went from the you know I went from the boutique software company to the really s- big, the ridiculously big <laughs> corporate world again, um, and did some sales. Didn't set the world on fire, but I moved sideways into enablement. So again, I was enjoying showing people how to use software for certain things mm. um and then this job opportunity came up yeah i was going to ask you it. how how, did, how you ended up setting it up in the uk yeah well i i, I was i was sort of i hate the word used you know, using the word headhunted but there I, I get lots of emails from recruitment people all the time and the only reason i looked at this particular one is her name was cooper uh, mary <laughs> mary joe cooper and I thought, mj cooper i thought it was quite a cool name um, and then she sort of said all these different things about all the different areas that I'd worked in. And she says, oh, you'll be such a perfect fit. And that's how the conversation went. And I had a couple of interviews, remote interviews. And then, then I met Abby Bennett, who's our COO, and George. They came over to the UK. I was going to say, did you get a trip to New Zealand? I did. Yes, did. I did. Yeah. Oh. So in my first three months, I managed to get over to Auckland and oh, spend a, great spend a couple of weeks with the team. It was amazing. And, and, and just to sort of learn... You know the culture over, uh, for our, our organisation is 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 special. It's unique, mm. and um, I love working with that team. You know, yeah. I just wish they were here in yes. the UK. Yeah, no, I, we we were lucky enough. We've got some great Kiwi friends, and we were lucky enough to to have a trip a, a long time ago now. Um, so back in two thousand and six, and we were we were able to go and tour around New Zealand. But great country, great people. Yeah, definitely. Um, and just really, I can imagine really nice to work with. Just really chilled out, really focused, but really, you know, really sensible people clever. to work with. Very clever yeah. as well. I mean, George is is incredibly um, talented with regards to you know this space. Mm. Very well respected, and and you know to see our technology being you know, brought into by DHL Express, for example, that that's that was a massive 
part of, of my decision-making process. Yeah. A lot of the, the senior managers in, in, in Deutsche Post and DHL were people that I, I kind of knew before. Oh, wow. They're okay. still there, you yeah. know, they're still knocking around. So uh, Kelly Griffin, Tony Cooper, a couple of characters that I'm, I'm sort of presenting to on a regular yeah. basis now from, from the, the Deutsche Post team. And so, yeah, it's really, it's really, uh, it's really exciting. Excellent. That's good. And is there, is there anything that you wish you'd known when you very first started out? Um, comes... Yeah, I mean, I, I wish I'd known more about agency life. Mm. I wish I'd done more around my 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 drawing and designing because yeah, I think okay. I would have loved to have gone into some kind of design role. Yeah, but I didn't really know what that was at no. school. And I think there's also sometimes some jobs and things that kind of evolve with time, haven't they? And I think creative agencies, perhaps, you know, whilst I know that some of the big boys have been there for you know decades and things, actually the more um, versatile and mm. um, dynamic agencies and smaller agencies really it's was, it was quite a new thing I think is definitely you know, the last few years so yeah and, and some of the agencies are working with working with now they've got some fantastic um, brands that they work with they've created some lovely you know child agency they do that you know the little the um those those sweets that have got no sugar in them I'm trying to think of the name now they're, they're um, uh, red and white, yes. kind of swirly ones. I know the ones yeah. you. Know, I can't think of the name either. But yeah, I, I, <laughs> not, I, not, not good for their they'll branding. Kill, they'll kill me. But the guy, the guy's been on. He was on stri- on Strictly and stuff. Okay. The guy, uh, ca- Candy. Oh, I can't think of it. It'll come Candy to kittens. You in a minute. Candy kittens. Okay. Yeah. So, so this this agency designed that brand. You know, ah. did all the packaging and stuff like that. So that's a really cool uh, mm, company definitely. that we that we work with. Definitely. And stuff, so. Yeah, and, is, and would you have done anything differently in setting, setting Starship it up in the UK? Is there any kind of learnings that you've? Well, got, I, I'm, done? I've been very lucky. I've I've been kind of guided very much mm. onto uh, to, to where to focus my my energies. So we've had a real kind of. Uh, I did a lot of due diligence in the early early days, finding out what customers um, wanted, what career yeah. companies they wanted to work with you know, what kind of challenges they had and uh, kind of reporting that back to the the, the business. You know, mm. we, we built some integrations based on those findings. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's very much a, a team team thing, really. Yeah. You know, it, although it's been kind of sort of me leading the charge, I've, I've been supported in all those kind of different areas from marketing through to, you know, building the integrations to, to, to you know, being enabled to speak to certain mm. um companies and certain targets sure. really yeah uh, so yeah well, sounds exciting challenging but yeah, great I, I, but yeah I can satisfying imagine. you know yeah and it's really interesting actually I, I suppose just some picking up on something that you said there we, we have got a lot of conversations with small business owners on the show about what kind of tips and things they would share with, um, you know, if there's anybody listening out there that perhaps is thinking about setting up their own organisation or small business, especially over the last kind of couple of years. I know many are kind of reviewing, well, you know, one day I'd like to set up my own business. Why not now? And it's really interesting to hear that actually one of those key messages and tips that's coming out is to do your research up front. And you've just kind of echoed yeah, that, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, what one of the things that comes up a lot is uh, you know which couriers do we use if from a sustainability perspective what mm. what's a good company that that has that you know front and center when they when they're you know thinking about delivering a parcel so your dpds for example i think they've got a, a, a an aim to be you know one of the first kind of all um i've made a note here somewhere but yeah they want to be one of the first uh, courier companies to have sustainable vehicles ups use use 
their vehicles are kind of reconditioned and reserviced and yeah. stuff like that. So um, that, that that kind of thing is, is it comes up a lot. So yeah. um, excellent. We, we no, talk to I, customers I th- about that. I think it's going to become even more important. I think we'll we'll come on to talk about that in a bit more um, shortly. But um, what's your what's your biggest achievement to date? Would you say with the with the business? Not getting fired. <laughs> yeah, that's always a good one to aim for. <laughs> no, I, th- I think it's. I think yeah, it, it's it's getting to the. We 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 had a, a really exciting networking event at the beginning of the year, um, and one of the the, the companies that uh, I wanted to target, I, I targeted them probably about two years ago. I sent lots of emails, had a conversation, didn't th- hear anything back, mm. and. I we were up for an award yeah. last year at the ecom uh, the UK e-commerce awards yeah. we were up for best technology we didn't win it yeah but I was put in uh, I, I sat on a table with the COO of this particular company I'm going to name them blend commerce <laughs> and, and I said to the guy I said I've been trying to get hold of you for like the last two years <laughs> anyway he's got his phone out and I'd actually emailed all the people in his team yeah. and he's seen the emails on his <laughs> phone and he just said, oh, I'm so sorry. I said, look, I really want to work with you. I really want to be part of your conversation. You're really, you know, your social media presence is amazing. Uh, we want to be plugged into this network and, you know, mm. we've got such a great product. You know, we're up for an award tonight. This, that's us, you know, our big starship, it came up. in the, So I guess my biggest achievement was was beginning to kind of penetrate some of these these partners now and yeah and and the credibility side of things three yeah. years an organization building that credibility we're being listened to now we sponsored the first event that they put on a networking event uh, at the beginning of the year called the ecom collab club yeah and it's literally tech partners agencies uh, and it's a kind of industry specific type yeah. event and Sounds we spoke. Awesome. Oh, it's brilliant! And, and, awesome. I, and they, we sponsored the first event mm. for the year, and I spoke, and that really helps our credibility and put put this in the mix. So we're having some great conversations now off the back of that, and you know, Fantastic. the last three years, people can see what we've built. We've got some great customers in the UK who who are you know happy to to give us decent case studies, and you yeah. know, we've seen some great success stories and, and seen how Starship it has. has helped so many organizations grow automate and you know concentrate on growing their business i love seeing things like that i love um so within my network and um you know some of the clients i work with when you see clients sort of elevate and start to to really come into their own in that way it's just it's fabulous to see so i'm really i'm really pleased for you to hear that cheers thank you um and what so what does the future hold for the organization where to next sounds like you're doing some great work and lots of exciting things on the horizon yeah it's it's building out the uk team uh getting more leads more customers just really um building on that foundation that we've got you know like i said we've got some great stories we've got some great uh uh, talking points around the technology mm. we've got a new user interface that's coming out in the next month or two Fabulous. you know stuff like um you know the stuff we do we don't just do the automation we we, we have you know branded tracking pages that customers can create to mm. stop them having to go and track their item in dhl's website or royal mail and yeah. you know you can actually send a notification to a customer and the customers love that because it's kind of branded yeah um we also have you know really good uh support team so when you're when you're signing up for a trial, you, you, you're not just left alone to kind of deal with it. 
yeah. um, you know, we're here to support and, 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 and kind of onboard Excellent. those people. We don't charge for it. Yeah. As well. That's always really important, I think, especially with technology. Help, I can't do it. I don't want to <laughs> yeah. talk to a chatbot. <laughs> That's it. Excellent. Um, so we've also, um, so thanks so much for, for sharing a bit more about um, Starship It. That's brilliant. Um, there's certainly some big challenges that we touched on there for small business owners, and we're going to come on to explore that in just a, just a moment. But before we do that, I think you've got another um, song that you've chosen for us today, which is, and I'm going to, um, I'm sure somebody's <laughs> going to question my French um, uh, shortly, but it's Senespa un cliché. Is that correct? Like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, is there a story behind why you like it? Yeah. So, I, I, I as as you know, the, the, I do a, a Friday night uh, electronic music show, and yes. I get sent quite a lot of music from a number of of, of really cool uh, labels, and, and this particular artist, Charlotte Adjeli and Boris well Pupil, <laughs> uh, they, they were on Jules Holland a couple of weeks ago, and okay. I've been sort of plugging them for for weeks on my show, and. Go check these guys out. They're amazing. This is a great track. Excellent. So that's brilliant. So it's Mark's second recommendation for us this afternoon. So n'est-ce pas un cliché? I was walking down the street When I woke up early this morning Your cold is ice. 
You're listening to Sophie Comas on the River Radio Let's Talk Business show. Thank you for listening in this afternoon. Today we're joined by Mark Cooper from Starship It. So far we've learned about Mark and the business. Don't forget if you have missed part of today's show, you can listen again via the website, which is river.radio, as a podcast via Alexa, Apple or Google. And of course, if you do want to get in touch about any of the discussions we're having on the show today, please drop me an email to sophie at river.radio. So Mark, welcome back. Yo. Good uh, good conversation that we've had this <laughs> afternoon. So that's all been all been good. Um, but now um, we wanted to talk about this. There's obviously many cha- challenges facing the small business owner today. Um, and we wanted just to perhaps explore a little bit further those key industries that are facing, mm. um, you know, key challenges that you're facing at the moment within your tech world and, and all of the good things that you're doing. So what would you say are the three sort of biggest challenges that you're facing right now? Yeah, I guess it's the, the big one is... Um, the, the Brexit international shipping um, situation yeah. is, 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 is there. Uh, sustainability mm-hmm. is the second. And then and the third is, is, is the fear of technology. Okay. You know, and trying yeah, to take away the, the kind of fear factor of it. And yeah. one of the, some of the conversations that I'm involved with and, and, and have are not necessarily pushing Starship it as a brand. Mm. It, I, I think sometimes the, the, the best sales are done when you're giving advice and you know thought leadership and, and being um an honest you know definitely um, but yeah so i guess the first one is brexit and yes. you know a lot, a lot yeah. of if, there's, if there's been quite a lot of coverage of that in the media around you know the kind of the rising costs i mean aside from what we're experiencing right now in in every area of life it seems but mm. um you know i think that was one of the first areas that we saw costs rise significantly definitely and you know international shipping um when, when done properly and correctly, enables businesses to grow very, very quickly. Mm. But it's, you know, we, we've seen a lot of businesses fail and a lot of businesses go out of, of business because of, you know, shipping to Europe. And there are certain kind of areas that, that we have been working very closely with the carriers on, like... Mm. Um, harmonization codes hs codes that basically they're they're a standardized numerical um method that um help to categorize products yeah so hs everything has a hs code so if you're selling a pair of men's trousers or women's um you know tights or whatever it might be each of those has a specific hs code yeah so we have areas within the software that enable hs codes to be shown on on delivery notes airway bills that kind of thing so yeah. so it's easily visible is that what you mean is that, yeah, that what the and, problem is that yeah, people don't and, know what's in in the container as it were yeah so you know when, when somebody <clears> buys something so if i go onto a website and i buy uh, you know a pair of pair of shoes um i'll put it in my car and then it'll go into shopify or, or which, whichever platform mm. shopify then needs to be able to to show that hs code so yeah. our software has a, a, a you know and, a, and other softwares as well has the ability to, to pull that information through yeah there's also um economic operators registration numbers or eori numbers yeah which again it's a minefield if you haven't registered for an eori number you're not going to be able to send your items internationally so we work with we've we've chosen initially to work with people like dhl uh dpd uh 
Royal Mail to be able to bring those those numbers and that registration in uh, and advise people when they're setting up the software that these these numbers are really important. Yeah. Is, is this a change since Brexit? Or Absolutely, is it, or, yeah. Or so it, this literally yeah. came out from you know the first of January, twenty twenty one. So all yes. this is this is the law now. This yeah. is this is the norm. Yeah. Um, and there's a fear. You know, I sort of mentioned the fear of technology. There's mm. a fear about all of this. Yeah. Uh, and it's really important when when a, a retailer is doing their due diligence on who they're going to use, mm. these are the kind of questions that, that should be asked. And yeah. if you're you're speaking to, a, a, you know, somebody who's claiming that they're going to help automate your, your shipping and, you know, if they can't answer these questions or support you on those areas, then I would, you know, find somebody who can. And the other one is, is VAT, yeah, <laughs> VAT yes. and tax, you know, yeah. IOSS import one-stop shop numbers, um, you know, e-com transactions going internationally will have VAT costs and charges you know, we work with partners as well who can advise on that in in a great detail mm. uh, but you also need the first um part of that is being able to capture that information on yeah. you know on your it's interesting what, what you're saying there actually because i remember at the time i remember there being a lot of news coverage around just the, the clarity of what paperwork's needed you know there just there hadn't been that agreement i don't think till after the deadline between the the government says to actually how do we continue doing this so I remember yeah. that being a real challenge but it's interesting what you say about the tax mm. my mother-in-law lives in in Spain my, my in-laws are Spanish mm. and she ordered something from the UK and ended up having to pay the tax twice yep. um the, the actually the company that she ordered from were really good and they reimbursed her immediately but mm. it was just that kind of teething problem I think of, of just not knowing uh, not knowing who pays what tax and yeah. being paid twice. Well, there's a thing called delivery duty paid and delivery duty unpaid, EDU, DDP. You know, that, that conversation comes up every day. Mm. And we we uh, have settings in, in the software that, you know, you can switch that on or switch it off. So your shipper pays the tax or you're going to be paying the, paying the tax. And, you know, so it's all those different thresholds that we're, we're, we've we've done a lot of work on. Mm. So we can have that those conversations and, and you know, put people at, at ease about them yeah I mean I can completely see that if you're new to that it must just be completely overwhelming to understand how to move forward really yeah well we get we get a lot of inquiries from from you know nail nail technicians and nail bars and eyelashes (laughs) you know these are usually young entrepreneurial uh, women who who have, have found a niche you know they found a space in the market they've got a fantastic product they're they're really really good at what they do their website is amazing, you know, they understand Shopify, they understand, you know, but they don't understand international shipping, so they don't bother. Yeah. And, you know, because they think, oh, there's no way I'm going to be able to deal with that. Mm. And as I said, if it's done right and done properly, it can scale the business really quickly yeah. well it's good to good to know so if anybody's out there that's wanting to <laughs> expand beyond the uk and out into well europe initially i guess or, or other places then then mark's mark's the person to speak to <laughs> um and you mentioned sustainability there i mean it's certainly the conversations we're having with businesses i think from brand value perspectives from mm. customer buying behavior definitely the focus has shifted certainly quite significantly with the cop summit last year but to really being able to kind of understand an organization that they're engaging with and purchasing their service and products from you know what's their sustainability um policy and it's great to hear that that's kind of coming across into the packaging world i guess too definitely yeah now we, we, we as i mentioned before better packaging is our sort of sister company uh it's george, george Plummer's wife uh, set it up um she obviously she was part of the original starship it team mm-hmm. and then set up 
better packaging a couple of years after and they their packaging is amazing it's compostable they do you know small medium large bags they do like gloves that, that that you know you can put in your compost heap you don't you know you don't throw them away or recycle them they they break down quickly and you can put That's them in, you know it's really really clever so th- those kind of conversations come up a lot as well and, and i mentioned before about which carriers to use mm. um so you know dpd popped up a lot um and they're they're, they're very um you know, they're really kind of focused on on making their vehicles all electric before everybody else yeah you know, that kind of thing is is a huge a huge thing to, to to look at and you know when you're setting up an econ business you don't think about your carbon footprint you just want to make no. make orders yeah um but a lot of people now are, are beginning to ask the questions about it which is you know it's really exciting yeah. so you know whatever small thing we can do and even comes down to you know branded tracking pages and automation and not having to print customs documents you know all of that can be done now by clicking a button and saying paperless trade you know all the carriers are doing this paperless trade now so they don't have to print off three copies of a um uh, customs documentation which is what you had to do before Mm. you know it's an airway bill you'd put it in your plastic thing and then you put print off your 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 documents they don't really get read that often and they get chucked away and you know it's just that that's a huge thing you think about how many parcels are being sent from all the different carriers across the world Mm. um if all of those carriers had paperless trade, then that's a huge, huge yeah, saving for the that's planet. That's brilliant. So, so they're the two kind of main areas, I guess. It's the the cars and the delivery vehicles themselves, and then um, the paper, paper um, and side I guess of it. packaging is you know reducing the physical packaging, I guess as well. So, no, that's brilliant to hear that lots of people are are kind of um, moving in then in that direction, which is brilliant. Yeah. And then the third um, thing you mentioned there was fear of technology. Yes. Yeah, so. That kind of ties back to the evangelism side of, of things is, is kind of convincing people that, you know, don't fear it. And, you know, we, we, we've we've done and been really good at, I think, in the last few months, especially is networking into those those partners. So when a young brand signs up for a, for a Starship It trial, they we, we can have a really good conversation with them about, you know, email marketing. Mm. Yeah. What, what happens love when a, love a conversation about email marketing <laughs> <laughs> you know there's companies like Clavio, past digital these guys are experts on putting a package together that enables you to be able to you know create a really convincing uh journey to see where you've clicked you know what what what's relevant to you you know if i'm looking at shoes and socks and they put a bra on my, <laughs> that, that's, that's not gonna that's work, not gonna work. <laughs> of course it's not but i might want to get some shoe polish or some you know the, the the leather things that you put in your shoes to stretch your shoes shoe, that shoe, kind of thing uh, shoe trees shoe tree that's yeah. it um you know that kind of thing and these companies are really cool at doing stuff like that personalization company called nosto you know they do all the personalization side of things so you know you can really help to target though that kind of uh, that conversation mm. and then you, you know your you, you trust pilots your reviews to io these you know where do you even start yeah and it's not to fear that you, you, there's so many really good partners who are incredibly easy to deal with that we can introduce people to when they're you know, you know embarking on their journey yeah excellent 
Okay, so we're, ne- we're nearly coming to the end of the show, Mark, but just to, to kind of wrap up and, and to, to finish up, I guess, is the, do you have a top tip of the day? So if you've got any small businesses out there that are either looking for um, ways to make their, their delivery processes uh, more streamlined and smoother, or for any small businesses thinking of setting up in the UK, have you got a, a top tip to share for our Oh, our gosh. Um, yeah, do your research. Yeah, that's do your really research. Do, you know, make make sure that your, your your due diligence has you know the the hows, what, why type of questions, and and find out about the company. There's usually good people within good companies, um, and and look, you know, looking do do your research about the the, the company where they've come from, um, and have three um, comparisons. Yeah, always do that. I still do that now. If I'm buying something, I'll, I'll, I'll get another couple of quotes or whatever, and and speak. Do get get a demo from 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 technology partners, yeah. and see who does the best demo. Yeah. Are they talking to you or are they just reading from a script? Are they yeah. are they engaging with you? Are they making you feel that you can work with these people? Yeah. And and that's when I when I'm talking to customers, I want them to feel like I can, you know, be part of their journey. I'm not just going to be a robot and just you know send mm-hmm. them a script. I'm really, I really do care about what they have to go through and how I've seen and helped so many people. I can help them, you know. Do that. Do those kind of those kind of calls with with customers and uh, with um, potential partners yeah. uh, and suppliers. That, that's brilliant. I think with um, technology, I think if you can often, if you can see how it works and someone can show you, you can, you know, you can obviously get often get them much quicker to understand totally. you know, be able to use it efficiently and you know obviously mm. the best technology is is self-explanatory of course but yeah. um yeah no that that sounds great so um well before we wrap up thank you so much mark it's really, been really lovely to have you on the show today my absolute um, pleasure thank and you it's been b- brilliant to hear about your business journey and um to discuss some of the challenges faced by small businesses across the thames valley if somebody listening out there wants to get hold of you what's the best way for them to do that you can go to our website www starshipit.com or email sales at starshipit.com or email mark.cooper at starshipit.com <laughs> excellent there's loads of information on our website it's a fantastic knowledge base there's lots of videos on our youtube channel and, and lots of really good snippets of information um delivered in a way that's that's you know in layman's terms so excellent. you're not going to get tied up in terminology excellent i love layman's terms keep it really <laughs> simple love that <laughs> brilliant thanks ever so much for joining us mark been lovely my pleasure to, to talk to you thank, thank you. you so next week we've got fiona back on the show with a fabulous julia blake from blake consulting um julia is a crm expert so if you are just setting up a small business out there then she's definitely worth tuning into next week if you do have any questions about today's show or a question that you'd like us to ask julia next week then please drop me an email to sophie at river.radio we've also got some more great shows coming up across the river radio network across the rest of the week and of course don't forget to listen to mark on friday evening on the social um it's got some more great music i believe lined up for this week so definitely worth tuning into of course if you have missed part of today's show you can listen to the show again via the website river.radio or podcast via alexa apple or google and all that remains for me to say is see you next time have a good week Thanks very much. Tumble out of bed and I stumble to the kitchen. Pour myself a cup of ambition and yawn and stretch and try to come to life. Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping. Out on the streets, the traffic starts jumping with folks like me. <laughs>